What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Collective. My name's John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review as it helps out a lot and it is much appreciated. Also, if you can, head on over to johncroomcycling.com, pick up some merch, coffee mug, whatever, and then while you're at it, Go to outofcollective.com, pick up a new ski hat, pick up a new uh, sweatshirt, some sweatpants, some stickers. I don't know. Go show them some love as well because they're honestly probably the reason why I'm still doing this and I'm super thankful to the guys over at Out of Collective. So make sure you go check out the other podcasts on this network. It's much appreciated. If you're here from the network, thanks again so much for listening and is much appreciated. Um, but anyways, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode. This one's a, this one was a hard one for me. Um, <clears throat> so we sit down and we chat with Brian Abers. Uh, Brian was my coach pretty much when I first got started, helped me get into the sport of cycling. I mean, long story short, he taught me everything I should know uh, when it comes to being an elite athlete. And uh, he recently tested positive uh, for for a tainted supplement. So he did prove that the supplement was tainted, and uh, but with that comes some backlash. And, and we sit down and we chat about that, and it comes some question marks. And at the end of the day, the only people that know the true stories are him, USADA, and his lawyer, but even really then, it's just him. Um, you know, we've had people who've tested positive for doping on the podcast before, um, and I'm, I kind of compared it to a serial killer, where like the only people that actually know what happened is the person that died, as well as the person that did it. And it's just kind of crazy to think about. Like you hear these stories, and you and you and you hear these truths, and really, we get to hear Brian's truth more or less. And uh, Luckily, he was he was super cool, super chill to sit down and, and kind of share his his knowledge and share what happened and, and kind of give you some feedback. Guys, if you're an athlete, this is uh, something that you want to take on because I need to be honest, like I haven't even switched my protein powder over to NSF yet because I'm like, oh, I just want to get rid of what I have. And every time I do this, I'm like, oh, I just need to throw my protein powder away and make sure I get NSF stuff um, and make sure that I have all the good stuff that I need to make sure it'll be it'll be for the best. But anyways, uh, let's go ahead and read off some sponsors for this podcast. Um, and back this week for another episode is Woodchuck Hard Cider, straight out of Middlebury, Vermont. Uh, guys, I'm super stoked that these guys are coming back with another episode. I'm loving the brunch box and uh, their bear, was it bear, pearly, per, Perseco. See, I can't even pronounce it. It's like, it's such a run on words. It's the bubbly Perseco. But anyways, guys, all you have to do is go to woodchuck.com and then just go ahead and put in slash shop dash cider and go check out their cider. Um, or other than that, you can just go to woodchuck.com, check out their site, get to know these guys. Um, they're super supportive of the Out of Collective and super supportive of this podcast, but they also make some of the best cider that you can get your hands on and they've been making it for over 30 years and yeah so go check them out at www.woodchuck.com that's www.woodchuck.com and yeah so also back for another episode is twisted spoke guys i am currently dealing with some jet lag and i can't tell you enough how much i'm loving their cbn tincture i brought it with me all the way to amsterdam hey you know, people are like, what you flew with CBD. Yeah. I had no issues with flying with CBD. And honestly, I flew to Amsterdam and trust me, they got heavier stuff here than they do, um, 
the CBD that you're going to get from Twisted Spoke, but it's not always legal depending on where you're at in the country of the U.S. So that being said, get your hands on some Twisted Spoke CBD. I'm a huge fan of the Twisted Spoke CBN peppermint tincture. It works like a charm. I sleep like a baby, and I'm honestly, it's the first night that I've ever slept through the entire night, the first night I was here, and I attribute that to Twisted Spoke. So thank you, Twisted Spoke. Uh, go check them out at www.twistedspokecbd.com. That's www.twistedspokecbd.com. Or just walk into your local bike shop, let them know that you want some Twisted Spoke CBD in your life, and just say, hey, order that junk and get that stuff here now. Um, and Because, yeah, they have it on all of the uh, distributing websites for uh, bike shops and all those other things. So they should be able to stock it. But other than that, that's enough for these podcast ads. Let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Collective. My name's John Croom, and we're sitting here with Brian Avers. Brian uh, used to be my coach, uh, really, 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 really good friend of mine, uh, like a father to me, honestly. And uh, yeah, it was just some recent news that um, he tested positive. Uh, unfortunately. And I think it had to do with a tainted supplement, which he's going to explain to us. And we're going to kind of dive into, give him the opportunity to tell his story. But before we dive into that, Brian, how you doing, man? Uh, it's good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, man. No, yeah, yeah. No, it's good to see you too. And and yeah, so, you know, we hear, and you, you and I both know this because we're close enough. We've seen these pop up. We've seen the tainted supplement stuff and we're immediately like, yeah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And yep. then I can only imagine the gut feeling you get, because we had Katie Compton on this podcast before, so she kind of walked us through how the process of like how you're made aware and everything. And essentially, like, how did that happen for you? So like, we're gonna go ahead and dive into the meat of this, like, because I had a panic attack just at nationals. My past elite nationals was like the first time I ever really got tested and I was getting tested every single day. Um, So for you, like, let's start all the way from the event and go to when you're getting the emails and the calls and hearing about the sanctions. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was at master's nationals, uh, doing a 500, uh, got pulled for uh, drug testing, um, after the 500, uh, you know, and, and I'm assuming just like, uh, just like all of yours, uh, you know, I'm still breathing hard. I, you know, I just yep. finished the race, uh, you know, I'm trying to peel a skin suit off and, and getting ready to go, uh, chaperone walks up, you know, it's like, uh, sit down, you know, you need a, need a bottle of water or something. Cause it's going to take a few minutes. Cause yep. I can't feel my face at the moment, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I hadn't really thought about it. I'd probably had, I don't know, a dozen drug tests in the last eight years or so, you know, I mean, yeah. it was, it was very, very routine at that point. Right. You know, and, and, you know, I remember, I remember the early ones, you know, and it was, you know, you, you label everything you can think of, you know, the baby aspirin you took, you know, six months ago, um, you know, all of those things. Right. And then, you know, you get, you get a little blase with it. Right. You, you get a little uh, just pretty chill about it. It's no big deal. You go pee in a cup, you, uh, you know, you fill out some forms, you sign See, a few things. And- I, I wasn't at that level yet. Like when I was getting tested, like I was still like, fuck, fuck, you know, like I was panicked. And I remember, mm-hmm. I remember like, well, that was one of the things you told me. It's like, take notes of everything, take notes yep. of everything. And I, cause I think I had like a cold and this was around the time I was going to Pan Am's and, uh, we were trying to figure out like, 
you know, how to decongest and these things all legally. And so, but anyways, continue. Yeah. So you're kind of, sure. you're getting nonchalant. You're at this point, cause it's probably what your hundredth drug test at this point. Cause you've, you've set world records, you've won world championships, all kinds of stuff. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, it becomes, yeah, it becomes routine and, and, you know, probably the, the one thing I would say about anything involving uh, USADA at this point is you don't want anything to be routine at this point. You know, I yeah. mean, this is this is one of those things that um, it's been kind of a swift kick in the butt to uh, to go. Oh, yeah. By the way, you might want to you might want to dot uh, dot all your I's and cross all your T's with everything. Uh, yeah. You know, and and, you know, that that was kind of a oh yeah, I, I'd kind of forgotten about that uh, sort of thing. But so I came home, uh, I got a call, well, presumably October 6th, uh, mm-hmm. because that's the, uh, that's the official start of my sanction. But uh, I got a call um, from USADA and, you know, stupid me is like on a Friday, I answer the phone. It actually says USADA on, like comes up, uh, USADA on my phone. Wow. Well, USADA. It's like, hi, this is Brian. Hi, this is, you know, so-and-so from USADA. Hey, how's it going? I'm still not catching on at this point. Uh, And then they informed me that I tested positive and there was probably a 30 second pause on the phone where I'm trying to assimilate all of this and go, what? Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, and, and, and that was, that was the start of realizing that there was a whole bunch of things I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, yeah. you know, I called, uh, I called the ombuds office at, uh, USOPC. What do I do with this? I've got no, I've got no freaking idea what to do about all this. Right. Um, they recommended getting a, uh, yeah, getting legal counsel. So I hired a lawyer. I, uh, my lawyers recommended that I send all of the supplements, you know, to them so they could send it to a, to a lab to get tested. And, you know, and I'm thinking the whole time, okay, you know, I've got, I've got glutamine, I've got creatine, I've got, you know, some beta alanine, I've got some protein, you know, okay, nothing, nothing crazy off the wall, you know, just basic stuff, right? So, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, Basically, what the substance was, was uh, Ibutamoran, and it was, uh, uh, 0.011 micrograms uh, found in, you know, per milliliter of, uh, of, of urine, basically. Uh, so that's like 11 trillionths of a gram uh, that they found in my system. Um, you know, it's like, okay, that sounds like just a little tiny itty bitty amount. So, uh, so we started this process. They tested all of, uh, tested all of my supplements. Um, and they found traces of this stuff in, in one of the supplements I was taking. So that whole process goes, uh, you know, and I'm trying, I'm trying really hard not to talk to my lawyer about much of anything because, you know, they, they get paid by, you know, they get paid by the hour and, and, you know, deservedly. So one of the things, you know, I, I have, I have no ill will toward, um, uh, towards USADA at all. They're doing their job. Um, yeah. they're, they're trying to stop doping. And I think, you know, I think we all want clean racing, right. You know, um, but you know, it was, it was a situation of, okay, well, I have to do this. Uh, I, I 
you know, have to pay a lawyer. I can't really afford to pay a lawyer. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to keep conversations to a minimum and go, okay, look, I'm paying you to handle this. Go, uh, you know, go, go have conversations with USADA. Um, at some point, um, you know, they found the supplement, they sent it to USADA. Um, USADA confirmed, yep, there's trace amounts of this stuff in, in, the, in glutamine. And they started the process of, okay, uh, we're going to have to, you know, talk about arbitration. We're going to have to talk about, you know, how, what, what we do with this, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at, at a four-year four suspension as well yeah. and going, well, you know, this is, this is ridiculous because I, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not ridiculous. It's, 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 it's mind blowing for me because I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I, you know, I hadn't even thought about this. No, this I wasn't get, even yeah. something on the radar. You and know? I get uh, what you're saying. It's like, you're immediately like, like your whole life just got flipped upside down in a five minute phone call. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, my, my coaching program, you know, this is how, this is how I make a living. Uh, yeah. You know, and that, and that's gotten really complicated. Uh, yeah. But, uh, um, you know, the all all of that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I couldn't afford the fifteen to eighteen grand uh, that it was going to be extra for for the arbitration process. Uh, I couldn't find a um, a sealed container with the same batch number. Uh, you know, the, the stuff had been purchased in july of 2021 so i don't know how i don't know how fast this stuff goes off the shelves but we couldn't find you know a, a sealed container of the same batch number yeah uh, and and if, if that had happened you know it you know probably would have been a completely different ball game but at the end of the uh, at the end of the day you saw it offered uh, a one-year suspension i couldn't afford arbitration and it was like okay well i'm, I'm practically halfway through uh that suspension at this point now yeah because if you keep fighting it right like it eventually like it has to restart or something like that or isn't that yeah works, you know I, and and i'm pretty vague on that because you know once went once we started the conversation you know i was having a conversation with my lawyers about uh yeah i definitely want to go to arbitration i definitely want to you know clear uh, fight this i want to do all of this everything i can to clear my name and and it's like okay, but it's going to cost you about this much. And I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's where it, you know, that that was the cutoff for me. So, so the process of arbitration is something I'm still not familiar with because I just, you know, didn't, get, didn't get that far. But I mean, I think it needs to be clear too. Like you're already in the hole. Like there's no way that you, like you've probably spent at least five figures trying to get this worked out. Like, I mean with lawyers and it, testing like it, it gets expensive yeah, yeah. um it, it's not something you know and 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 my you know the thing i would like to get out to everybody at this point is is you know the only way you're going to actually be pretty safe with all of this stuff is simply not take supplements at all um you know and if you're going to take supplements there's there's all kinds of hoops that, you know, I got lazy about jumping through that you have to jump through, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I would, I would get, I would get those little, little baggies, you know, you, you know, see little kids eating carrots out of or whatever, uh, take a scoop of everything that you're, that you're, you know, you're supplementing with, make sure it's, 
NSF certified, make sure you have the same batch number of the stuff that was tested, yeah. um, date it, you know, cover all of those bases. So you have all of that stuff. And then, you know, in, in your case, with, with all the racing you're doing and, and all the testing you're doing, um, it's not, it, it's not a practical thing in terms of having that sealed container, because, you know, if, if you, somebody in a, in a situation like you, uh, are supplementing and, and doing all these races where you're getting tested, you know, just you're, you're being in the potential to get tested all the time. Uh, you know, you need that sealed container of the stuff you're taking that, you know, at the time you're getting tested. So that means, you know, you have, you know, in your case, you would have a household, you know, a house full of, you know, you'd make furniture out of this stuff because wow. it's everywhere. But, so, uh, but what you I'm, have to do it. Kind of what I'm hearing is like NSF or get the fuck out kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, bare, bare bones minimum. And the, the problem with the NSF stuff is it's not required to be tested every batch, right? There's there's a certain amount but of batches. Isn't it like if they have that stamp, it's like a get out of jail free card with USADA in in some it's, regard, right? Like I mean, yes and so, no. so the guy from Thorn, do you know that guy? What's it, Wes? The guy that I've comes never and met hangs out. Yeah, so yeah. he was he was saying that pretty much with NSF supplements, if you can prove that it was a tainted supplement so essentially what happened with you uh -huh. it's like a three million dollar out of court lawsuit that they just settle because of that that's how bad it is and and then on top of it i think with usada and i i need to i need to do my research i'm not saying like you know you know whatever but like and that, i think that's why they harp on this nsf so much because uh -huh. because it goes through all the hoops with wada and you uh usada that <clears throat> if it is tainted that it's practically a get out of jail free card um but the the caveat to that is that you know i didn't know about it's probably the unsealed shit. but i yeah. think that's why nsf is nsf because they keep each one of the batches you get what i'm so, saying yeah no and 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 i'm not i'm not sure the details with that but um but I think that the, the sealed container is, is the big thing. I mean, that would, that would have been the big thing for me is if so I if had, you had, if you would have had that sealed container, it would have been done. Um, it would have been significantly better. Yeah. Better, I mean, okay. you know, you, I, I might've been looking at, you know, at six months. I mean, that, that was what, um, you know, that was what part of the conversation I was having was, you know, the six months we, we need to find a sealed container, you know, along those lines, whether I'd have gotten six months or, or nothing or, you know 12 months anyway you know is is completely up in the air at this point but we were talking about six months um with a sealed container at, at the most right so yeah. uh but but that's the problem with the nsf right because um you know it, i i don't know how i would have uh how i would have matched uh, uh the contamination in a uh, container uh as closely to what was in my urine without, you know, uh, a chemistry degree, but, uh, which, yeah. um, but, you know, there's always that possibility that, you know, it, it, it got contaminated post opening. Right. So that's, that's the importance of the sealed container. Got and, you it. Know, and as far as, uh, as far as an NSF, um, you know, I don't, you know, and I'm not a lawyer, um, you know, I don't even play one on TV, but, uh, um, 
one of the things that, you know, seems to make sense to me is, you know, yeah, they might have the batches of it, but I, I don't know how, I don't know how thrilled a, a company would be about, you know, essentially hanging themselves and going, yep, it's right here. Right. Well, that's so, the whole point. I don't of that know NSF. what that process is. That's yeah. the whole point of that NSF thing is like, they don't want their name to get tainted and right. like, and they, st so they stand with pride with that. So they go through so many hoops and I think they keep each batch. Sure. And I didn't even think of that, but like, I think what you're saying and why the reason why, you know, a closed container is so important is because it's easy that somebody could just wipe whatever that substance is inside the container, send the container off, and then it gets tested. I didn't even right. think of that. That's how you know right. I wouldn't be a good lawyer either. No, <laughs> so. this, this stuff, you know, I mean, I, there, there were so many things that I never thought about and, you know, never realized I didn't know, you know, and, and, and they're and like, well, why did, stuff. well, you could have easily done this. And you're like, oh, shit, I could have done that. Well, yeah, oh, yeah okay. right. That you makes know? sense. And, and then you have these conversations where it's like, yeah, that could have happened, right? Yeah. You know, um, the, the other thing to think about too with, with the supplement thing and the, the thing I learned, I, uh, um, I know somebody that actually works in uh, mixing of, of powders, right? Yeah. Uh, completely different industry. But, um, you know, it's very easy to have pockets of, of stuff that hasn't been mixed in, in you know, and, and I'm assuming... I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but I'm assuming, um, you know, when they make a, a vat of protein powder, you know, they, they take that chocolate flavor and, you know, the whey protein and whatever else they put in it, that's actually on the label, stir it up in a big silo looking thing. Um, and you know, it pumps out the other end into, into big tubs of protein. Right. Yeah. Um, problem with the mixing process is there's pockets you know, it's almost, it's very difficult to mix, uh, mix a powder like that and have it completely and absolutely thoroughly mixed. And I, you know, I'm assuming, you know, somebody like Thorne, uh, you know, et cetera, is going to work really hard to make sure that that happens with whatever, you know, they get a batch of, of products in, uh, you know, like my understanding is um, all the creatine on the planet comes from, you know, a couple of labs in China uh, that make creatine and send it out and, you know to us and europe and wherever else it is um so so the trick is always is that completely you know are all the products that you're mixing together to make your product completely uncontaminated you know is there is there a pocket of stuff floating around in one of those things uh you know it's 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 fraught with uh you know, potential to, to go wrong for you. Bro, right? we've all, we've all been to that restaurant where we order a basket of fries and we end up with one onion ring. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like it's a great and, analogy. Yeah. And as it's, as it's a great feeling for that. And I, it's, that's a way better analogy and a way more exciting time, but you know what I mean? Like you order fries and you end up with a tater totter and onion. Right. ring, And so it, it happens. And so I can only imagine when you're paying, you know, especially in China, I don't know what minimum wage is in China, but I'm assuming there's a reason why it's being done in China, right? I can only imagine when you're paying this amount of money and it's happening in mass quantities and it has to happen at a certain speed that the cleaning of the machines is only gonna be done so well, right? Like if I tell you to clean your room and you have six weeks to do so, and then I tell you to clean your room and you have 
four minutes, three minutes to do so. They're gonna, I'm gonna get two different rooms. Like they might both be clean. They might both be organized, but I'm gonna get two different kind of rooms. You know, when you have six weeks to sit there and access and dive into it, it's like, you're gonna get something out of it. And so I bet that's the same with, with these batch supplements and these tested supplements and, and uh, yeah, fuck, that's insane. And so that being said, so you're at, you know, what's what's your first steps dude like you get you get this phone call you get this you're going through the lawyers and everything's hitting the fan rumors are swirling i mean even you know i reached out to you when i heard it just because you know i'm like bro like you know and i heard it from somebody that i you know i don't want to put them on blast on the podcast but i heard it from somebody that you know i didn't even talk to that much and that was on the other side of the country and they knew i was coached by you and so they reached out to me and told me, and I was like, ah, you know, like, no way. Like, you know, it can't be true. And then you kind of cleared the air a little bit. And yeah, it's, and we hear about these tainted supplements and, I, and all these other things, but you actually, I think they wrote it in the article that it was proven tainted. Uh, yeah, no, it was definitely, you know, um, alluded to in the, uh, in the article. And, you know, I, I certainly appreciate you saw the, uh, putting that in that, uh, yeah. you know, at least, you know, at least I can point to the, uh, to the, the, uh, the press release and go. It was tainted, know. but I bet a part of you is thinking this, cause you know, with every like 10 good things we get, we get that one bad seed and that one asshole. And so, and that's all we seem to asphyxiate on is that one person in these comments. Yep. Right. Sure. Um, and so you know, and you know, cause I said, I, I actually, you know, it's kind of off the cuff, but it's like, you know, when you win your first national title, you know, you think it's going to be a lot better than it is, but the naysayers can sometimes overcrowd sure. the people who are telling you congratulations. And so it's that one person like, Whoa, who was there? And that time actually wasn't that fast. And you get these and you're like, wait, what? Fuck. You know, and it kind of devalues it. So my thing is, is that <clears throat> when you found out and it was tainted and there was actually sort of a hope. I bet a part of you was thinking like, no matter what happens, you know, ban or no ban, there's still going to be a USADA article. It's going to have my name in it. And it's going to say that I tested positive at some point, whether I'm clear, even if it's like, hey, he tested positive, but we messed up. We ruined it. It's our fault. USADA, USADA, it's our fault. Even if they say that, there's still an article with your name on it that says you tested positive at some point. What's going through your mind at that point? Uh, you know, there's there there's that feeling because you because you know you know you know your name is going to be attached to an article. Uh, you know, you saw a press release. Yeah. Uh, regardless of, uh, of what happens, outcome. yeah. Because because you know you you get those you know because I get them, you know I, I I get them all the time right. I'm I'm on that I'm on that list of of. Yeah, of people that get notified when you know you, you saw the test results come in so yeah i've read thousands of these things and you get the ones where you know there there is no sanction did nothing wrong and you're right you know there's people that go you saw the you know john smith and, and and you're you're forever married with that you know i it, it, you just you just kind of get resigned to the fact that okay i'm you know i'm going to get lit up for this right regardless yeah. of of what happens and you know in in probably in all fairness um you know some of those thoughts you know reading those articles reading those press releases you know over the years i've 
probably done the same thing in my head anyway and go uh, we both have yeah, we both right. have and like in and anybody listening to this podcast probably has right yeah you know uh it's it, it's a different uh, you know i have a different perspective now you know there's been a couple yeah. of uh, uh usada press releases that have come out since mine and i'm kind of going okay you know i'm gonna you know i, I and, and i don't know you know if you if you screw up, if you do something and, you know, because USADA is going to catch you. If there's something in your system, USADA is going to catch you. They found, you know, 11 trillionths of a gram of a banned substance in, in my system. Right. Yeah. That's uh, you know, I had, uh, I had a, uh, um, a chemistry friend of mine tell me that, you know, uh, with the work he does, that would be considered like background. Uh, you know, it does, it just doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. So it's it's that they're they're that sensitive. You know, they're the 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 testing they do is so sensitive that it shows up. Right. Well, and, I'm impressed that they can even tell you that it's that small without you know what I mean? Like they can yeah. they can tell you that it's so small. Um, But at this because like for me, it's like, you know how marijuana used to be listened like especially in the army, it's like a no tolerance. So like, even if you have that little amount, it doesn't matter how much you have in your system, it's just going to red flag the system. Like, it's just like, you could be stoned at that current time, or you could have smoked, you know, seven weeks weeks ago. ago. Yeah, if it just has that little bit in there, it's just going to red flag. And so I was really impressed that they were, they're able to go, yeah, it's like 0.00001 of a nanogram or whatever the fuck and, yeah. and, and tell you that. Um, cause that, that to me is wild. Um, it's kind of cool in a way. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, if, if, if I could separate myself from it, it it's, it, it's, it's kind of cool that they're that good at it. Right. You know? Yeah. And I will say this. So the week after I did the Katie Compton podcast, which I don't know if you listened to, or if you've heard that story, but it's, it's pretty crazy. Cause like she feels that, she feels that she was framed like by by the testing agency i forget what it's called but um it's like ita or international testing agency i think am i right maybe i don't I think so yeah i think that's right anyways um like literally a week later as i released that like two days after i released that podcast so she's like calling these people out like saying that they framed her blah blah, blah. i get tested in cali colombia by the same organization and so I'm immediately like going down a rabbit hole of like, oh crap, like, are they going to taint my supplement? Am I, am I, is my supplement tainted or like, you know, what's going to happen to me? And like, it was funny because I got fourth in the IP at the world cup. They didn't test first. They didn't test second. They didn't test third, but they tested me. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm like, what, what's going on here? And, um, the crazy thing is, and, and I, I don't know if you feel like this too. And it's like, they they're so formal and then they're so informal and i don't like that like you got to pick one or like meet me in the middle because like when i get tested in these like you know world cups and you know they fill out the paperwork they hand you a sheet of paper and you never hear back whether or not and they're pretty much like yeah if you hear from us that's bad right but i could hear from them in two years i could hear from them tomorrow like i don't know if i'm gonna ever hear from them and so my supplements are getting tossed. My supplements are getting thrown away. I've fin- I've been through three bags of protein at this point. What do you mean? Like, oh yeah, 
I don't even remember what protein I was taking. And so it's a a consumable. Yeah. So it goes away quickly. And so my thing is, is like, if they expect us to take these notes, wouldn't we expect to hear like, Hey, your case is done. Thank you. You're, you're more than welcome to toss any, um, supplements away that you've, you've held on to or kept on to like, what's your opinion on that? Um, you know, and I don't know, I don't know what the process is. You know, I've always heard that, uh, that if you, you know, I mean, you know, if you don't hear from them, um, you know, within, within a couple of months, uh, you're usually you know, okay. you're, you're, you're okay. Right. So, uh, um, there, you know, I seem to recall, uh, seeing notification, you know, I, you, you have to register with USADA, uh, I think, um, you know, and, and you go on, you go online on their website and you can look up your name and go, okay, you know, I, I, I had a negative test for that race. Uh, and, and there's a way there's a, yeah, I think there's a way to do it. And, and, you know, again, I know nothing never, about this. I I've never paid a lot of attention to it because. Well, they're all negative know, anyway. Right. I, <laughs> Who I, cares? <laughs> right. You know, so, so, I mean, that's the assumption, right. Yeah. I mean, that was the assumption that I went in in September with, with this whole, uh, with this whole debacle was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm joking with the USADA guy. Um, you know, I'm talking to the people in the office cause it was at T-Town and, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, Hey Joan, you know, a uh, couple of people I knew were sitting there they're waiting for tests, you know, I'm BSing with them and, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking about this at all because I'm not, I'm not worried about it at all. You know, and in the case when, when this was a new thing for me, yeah, I was terrified about everything, you know, and, 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 you know, so quite frankly, I quit looking, you know, if they're not going to notify me, I'm assuming I'm good. And, you know, I quit looking to, to confirm the tests were negative, but yeah, I think you can, uh, um, go online with USADA and I think you have to register you have to do you have to jump through a couple of things to uh to get to that point but uh but yeah there's a way to there's a way to determine if that test has been good with USADA now WADA uh you know so internationally uh you know I don't know what that Uh, process is Uh, no with USADA I know that one there's they because they yeah there's there's a way to do that one I'm, I'm familiar with that because like if you're on whereabouts they give you the whole the whole login to do that because that way they just keep you up to date with with the sure. stuff and they i mean pretty much the moment you take the test it's in the system and it just says like pending or like results letter pending and so right um so I yeah would that, assume, go ahead i would assume wada does the same thing uh, i would too but like you know and you've i mean and i'm not like i mean like i've been tested in belarus and i've been tested in you know bolivia like i've been tested all over the sun and so you know, I've been tested by guys that don't know how to speak English. And so like, there's all these things that get kind of weird and kind of lost. And like, I've, I've had to pee in what looks like a jail cell, you know what I mean? And like, you're cause it's like the one part of this rundown track that you have to go do the way you're doing the testing. There's no lights. It's like, it's this pull whole, the curtain shut and yeah, pull the curtain yeah. and you go and, and then, you know, there's just some man in there staring at you that, it doesn't look like he like he's volunteering and whether or not that's him being there so he can watch the racing and whatever else and you know what i mean and so you just never know what and you know they just got done smoking a cigarette or whatever and now they're helping yeah, right. you and it's right. this whole like 
there's just no clarity and, and, and safety in it sometimes I feel like uh, abroad and um, and something like I think the UCI and um, you know these world agencies and WADA like they need they, we need a little bit of protection because it's like all of a sudden they want to be super formal when it's positive like when it's positive it's like well do you have this supplement do you have that we tell you to keep that stuff and it's like yeah you also like you also brought me into a shady room that like i didn't even know like you're tr like it's almost like you made it completely dark and scary just because you testing is there like i don't get it and <laughs> and the one went out of the way yeah huh? and like so you ex you have this expectation of me but i have this expectation of you and i can't hold you accountable but you can hold me accountable i that's just my thing and that's just, this is just me bitching on my soapbox but do you get what i'm saying like it's like oh we, yeah for sure and so yeah. but anyways like that's just kind of my thing it's like i don't understand the okay you need a sealed container okay so i need to buy two of everything all right. Mm -hmm. And then um, if I don't hear, but, but if I don't hear anything from you, I'm just okay. Right. And so it, it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a question mark for me, but anyways, that's besides the point. <laughs> it would be, it would be nice if, if, you know, if, if you're going to get that call or that email uh, that you tested positive, then you should get a call or an email that said, no, you're, you're, your test was clean, etc. cetera. Uh, there's, yeah, I, I guess there's certain expectations and it's, it's like anything else with this sport, you know, I mean, you, you jump through, you know, you have to jump through all kinds of hoops to, uh, to try to do the things you want to do with the sport. Um, you know, and, and, and one of the hoops, I guess, you know, that, that I've not thought about really in a long time until you brought it up is, you know, you go through the test and, you know, it's like, well, they're not going to notify me. And if I don't hear from them, cool you know uh you know it's 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 always somewhere in the back of your mind you know for the next six months i suppose but uh, but you just learn to you know and and it's interesting because you just learn to live with it right you know it's like yeah. i quit thinking about it's like yeah no i've i've seen uh you know i i've not i've not been tested myself in like south america but i've seen some fairly sketchy things um you know, watching riders go in and get tested, uh, you know, like you said, you know, the Pan dark Ams, room, I uh, mean, just like, I mean, you go to Pan Ams and it's like, it's like all of a sudden they've just popped this room up and it's just like a cubicle. Yeah. And it, you know, and there's a, th th that's another thing they don't teach you. They don't like, like it's, and it's a weird, it's a weird class to go through, but I honestly think like with some of these athletes that are coming up through the ranks, like, I remember my first time ever getting tested and they're like, you know, they just hand you the stuff and they're like, okay, now what? And the best part is, is that the first time I was ever tested was when I got listed for Pan American games, which if you make a games roster, you have to, you have to be on whereabouts. Yep. And so for a month I was on whereabouts. And so in theory, they just tested every single athlete that was on the thing. And this dude comes to my door knocks on my door it's like five o'clock on a saturday i mean i think i even texted you i was so excited because i i used to <laughs> bullshit with you about how i would never yeah. get tested i'd win all these races and it's like you know you feel like you make it when you get tested a little bit and so sure. dude knocks on the door and i thought it was like an all-state agent i was like yeah we're not interested and he's like 
no, I think you need to be interested in this. I'm, I'm blah, blah, blah with USADA. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I let the guy in and then, you know, <laughs> and do the whole thing. And, but they don't like, you know, and so he's like, you know, well, how do I open the container? When, when do I open the container? When do I shut the container? If you break the sample, the, the, this, the, that, the, this, the, that, and they don't teach you how to do those things. It's kind of like being in high school and then graduating. And then it's like, somebody tells you, you have to do your taxes and you don't even know what taxes do my taxes. Right. <laughs> you know, they don't teach that's, you that in school. Yeah. yeah. They don't teach you how to do that. You just have to figure it out. And that's another thing that I think is a little bit of an issue. Like, I think, I think there should, just like there's safe sport education. I know there's USADA education, but I think there should be some real life application. Like, Hey, this is what you do with the test kit. This is how you start it. This is some things you look out for. This is like, you know, making sure that you don't cross thread, making sure that um, it's closed, making sure that it's not open when you get it, making sure that you're the one handling it. Like those kinds of things I think are really important. Um, because some of the craziest things, like, I mean, they make movies on them, like the tainted supplements and the, this, that, and the others. It's like, you just got, I, I just don't think you can be safe enough in this, but anyways, that all being said, what's, like what's next for you? Like you're halfway through this ban, I guess. And and like, how are you proceeding with this? How are you progressing through this? And yeah, how are you moving on? Well, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, I'm kind of just kind of right along, uh, you know, in, 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 in basic survival mode, uh, you know, trying to keep, uh, trying to keep my program, uh, coaching program alive. Uh, one of the, one of the positives of it is, uh, uh, you know, my daughter, uh, is, uh, is, is going to be, uh, is going to be coaching for me that's awesome you know uh you know so so yeah so uh she'll be you know because i'm not you know i'm not allowed to uh be in the infield at uh, at nats you know so i'm not gonna get to uh you know get to do that so um so my daughter you know i was talking i was like i i gotta you know i i have to have you know i can't i can't leave my riders just kind of hanging and go yeah figure it out you know um, yeah uh and so um so yeah, I hired uh, I hired my daughter. My daughter's uh, my daughter's uh, you know the the active uh, national team Bryhop national you know uh, yeah. coach at this. So uh, uh, that's that's kind of cool. You know, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. I'm excited to be able to sit in the stands and and you know watch my daughter coach. You know, uh, yeah. that's that's going to be kind of cool. But uh, but yeah, for you know for the time being, I'm, I'm you know for the next six months, I'm. I'm just riding out the storm and, uh, and, you know, um, I, you know, the, the, the funny thing for me is, you know, I like, um, I don't know when the last time I did more than three or four races in a season, you know, it's been a while, right. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I like racing my bike, but, uh, I like racing my bike with a bunch, you know, bunch of specific meatheads that, uh, um, you know, we go and bludgeon each other to death, uh, um, you know, once or twice a year, uh, go afterward, have beers and laugh about it. And, and that's, that's my bicycle racing career. You know, I mean, yeah. it's not, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm way past the point where you are at this point where, you know, it's, it's yeah. racing four or five times a week and, yeah. uh, and just continuously through the season, uh, you know, the, the coaching part, part of it is obviously the, the, you know, the important side of it to me. Uh, in, in terms of staying in the sport, but, um, but it's, it, it's working, right. You know, I've got, I've got, you know, several coaches that, uh, 
you know, uh, USA cycling coaches, uh, uh, in my program that are, they're covering stuff for me. And, you know, that, that's, that's challenging. Right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, you put your head down just like anything else, you put your head down and, and you move forward because, you know, that's, that's really your only option is moving forward. So, yeah, no, and I know that's has to, this has to be hard. And this was like, you know, cause you, as an athlete, you just put yourself in, in, in their shoes, right? Like, you know, it could happen to any one of us. I mean, we could all get that email and I mean, Danny Summerhill just recently, um, yeah, I you know, saw that. And that and that was more of a mistake on his part and a TUE that he applied for. And, you know, people are like, oh, he's lazy. Oh, you know, this, that and the other. And it's like, bro, like, you don't even know where to begin. Like, <laughs> you know, you're sitting here calling the guy lazy. But like, have you ever filed out for a TUE? It's not just as simple as putting in an application and getting a response. It, right. You know, and so yeah, there's a lot of paperwork that goes in with that. Yeah. Um, it, and, it, you know, and again, they don't teach you how to do that you just have to figure it out and it's kind of like at the beginning of the podcast you know you were just like i learned i didn't know that i didn't know about these things that i didn't know about right (laughs) right and and you probably didn't know that you needed to know um but anyways but so that all being said uh we we always end this podcast with one question and i never prep anyone for it but if you could have a cup of coffee with one individual dead or alive who would this individual be? And then how would you take your coffee? It could be anyone. Hmm. Um, you know, I would really, uh, uh, I would really like to sit down with Jacques Cousteau if he could speak enough English that we could have a conversation. Yeah. He was kind of my first, uh, he was the guy that, you know, got me all G'd up about marine biology. Uh, all of those things. Um, and, you know, kind of my first, my first outside the family sort of hero. And yeah. it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be black. Um, it's gotta be black. And, <laughs> like and your soul, like, brother, like your soul. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right on. No, that's cool, man. Well guys, if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you can check out Brian's social media down in the link in below. Um, yeah. If you have any questions for him, I, I bet he would, he would love to answer him. Um, you can shoot him a message. Absolutely. Obviously, don't be a dickhead. Um, if you want to be a dickhead, just move on. Um, you know, people do people things. We're human. We make mistakes. And this was a mistake. And uh, I, I believe you in that. And hopefully you had the opportunity to tell your story. And um, you're good on that. And so I appreciate you coming on, Brian, being vulnerable, um, telling us what's up. I appreciate it. And guys, we'll see you next time. Cheers. I appreciate it, John. Thank you.